history in the parade book which was on the desk in front of him and informed PC Jackson and PC Oliver that they would now be patrolling Victoria Park for the shift. However, should the officers patrolling Victoria Park see anyone acting suspiciously or matching the partial description of the suspect, they have my permission to stop and question the person about their movements. If you're not happy with any explanation or answers they give, arrest them and phone the CID office. One of my detectives will be manning a radio, and they'll be on a different frequency to you. Are there any questions? Harris promptly closed the parade book and stood up. Right, you all know your posting, so book out your radios and vehicles, then get out on patrol. And no cups of tea beforehand. Jane raised her hand, attracting Moran's attention. Yes, officer? Sorry, sir, it wasn't about your case or the suspect. It's just that Sergeant Harris hasn't posted me to a beat yet. I could cover Victoria Park as well, Sergeant, or relieve the officers for their ref's break? Jane asked, hoping that she might get the chance to stop and arrest the suspect in Victoria Park. The frown on Harris's face said it all. Jane was well accustomed to his condescending, chauvinistic attitude. I've done the patrol postings. You're in comms on the radio and VDU, Tennyson. D.I. Moran gestured to Jane. Ah, yes, you're Jane Tennyson? I'd like to have a chat with you about bringing your CID attachment forward to... Harris interrupted. She needs to be on comms to relieve the early turn officer. And I need a female officer to act as a decoy tonight, Sergeant Harris. Unless you fancy putting on a wig skirt and high heels yourself, Moran said in a tone that sounded as if he was being serious. Harris ushered everyone out of the parade room, then slammed the door and turned to Moran. Uh, May I have a word, sir? Harris said indignantly. He walked a few steps away from Jane, followed by Moran. Jane couldn't believe that even now... With only a few days of her probation left to serve, Harris still acted like a petulant child when it came to female officers' career opportunities. She also knew he was not a fan of the CID, and often stated that young detectives didn't have much brawn or brains and depended on experienced uniformed men like himself to get them out of trouble. Although Harris pretended to whisper to Moran, it was obvious he wanted her to hear every word. You do realise that Tennyson is still a probationer and inexperienced. And when it comes to the ways of the CID, she may not be up to scratch, evidentially, if you make an arrest. If you were suggesting my detectives would encourage a uniform officer to fabricate evidence, then I very much resent your remark, Harris. Rest assured, her well-being will be paramount throughout the surveillance operation. Moran looked at his watch before continuing. You'd better get a move on. The early turn duty sergeant will be waiting for you to relieve him. Harris gritted his teeth as he left the parade room. Moran gestured for Jane to sit down. He pulled over a chair for himself, using the back of it as an armrest and swinging his legs either side. Although she didn't know Moran, judging by his cheeky smile and snazzy suit... Jane had formed an early impression that he reckoned himself as a bit of a charmer. Moran pulled a pack of players from his pocket, 
took two cigarettes out, put the pack back in his pocket, and offered one to Jane, who declined. He tucked the spare cigarette behind his ear and lit the other with a Zippo lighter. For a fraction of a second, Jane remembered DCI Bradfield using a similar lighter. But the moment passed as Moran flicked his Zippo closed, inhaled on the cigarette, and blew out a ring of smoke. You obviously heard what I said to Sergeant Harris? Jane nodded. Yes, sir, and I'd really like to work with you on your operation. A WDC from Dalston, Nick, was going to act as the decoy tonight, but she went sick an hour ago, and I need someone to replace her. A couple of the lads in the office recommended you as a bit of a looker, with a good arrest record, he said in a serious voice. Thank you, sir, she replied, slightly embarrassed.